Shadwell. <laughs> that movie mecca that is Shadwell next to the Super Cycle Highway. Yes. The Cycle yes. Super Highway. The Cycle Super Highway where everybody's going to the cinema. <gasps> there we go. Um, okay, this is a review of Empire of Light, which yes. is uh, Sam Mendes's. Try saying that. Sam Mendes's new film. Uh, yeah. His last film was 1917, of course. Um, we won everything. Did it win everything? No, because the um, Korean film took it. That's right. It, but but it won a lot of plaudits and a lot of people it, liked it. And it, we loved it. I think it was a lot of our number one films, wasn't it? Yeah. Certainly mine yeah. and Nadia's, I think. Uh, he also directed Skyfall and one of the other. Was it Quantum of Solace? Did he do that one as well? I don't know, but I've, I've always thought his best film by far was American Beauty, mm. but nobody's allowed to say that anymore because because of the whole Ken, Spa Ken, Ken Spacey. Spacey. Ken Spacey. Everything. That's funny. That's a really good film, and yeah. I don't think he's ever done one as good since then. No. But well, this is this interestingly is the first film that he's written as well as directed. I know. Mm. And therein <laughs> lies potentially some issues. Uh, it stars Olivia Coleman. It stars Michael Ward. Is that right? I think that's the actor's name, Michael Ward. Her young love interest. Yeah. Um, it also stars Colin Firth, it's got Toby Jones in there, and it has a fabulous sort of ensemble cast that con that constitutes the cinema staff. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And um, the basic premise is this is set on the in Margate. It's uh, an old cinema, it's a regional cinema. It's run by Colin Firth. Uh, Olivia Coleman works in the cinema. What, yeah. was the, what was the era? Was it the sort of, it was the 70s, wasn't it? Early 80s? 80s, yeah, Whenever the Elephant Man came out, it was the Elephant Man time. Yeah, yeah when skinheads were roaming around like that, I think it, I think it was the 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. early 80s perhaps. Um, and this, I suppose in a sense, this is a film about mental health, it's about race, it's about a lost era of sorts of cinema yeah. and cinema going and film. Um, and that's kind of, yeah. and, 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 it's, and it's about how sort of, you know, someone can be taken advantage of with their mental health. Um, and it's about the era, it's about the time, it's about an intolerance within the country. And, and I'm sort of picking around this sort of debris of these kind of topics. Yeah. Because it had so many potential routes to go. It had so many bits and bobs that it was going to concentrate on. And I was extremely excited about this because I saw the trailer. I, 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 I eulogised about the idea this was going to be cinema paradiso, but set in Margate. Yeah. We're yeah. going to see Toby yeah. Jones talking about the wonder and magic of cinema and the light passing through the projector. And in fact, everything Toby Jones says in the film is presented in the trailer. Uh, yeah. you know, it's a defect in the eye that sees images and all that kind yeah. of stuff. That's good, though. I liked his speech. Yeah. So were you excited going in? I wasn't excited as you, as excited as you. I could tell. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why that was. You were in a bit of a miserable mood, actually, when you turned up. No, I wasn't. But but um, I had no idea what to expect. I didn't expect cinema paradiso, that's for sure. But um, but I'm not sure what I did expect. I think Olivia Coleman is suffering from the idea that people assume she can never do wrong, and I think that's an enormous pressure. And I think I'm not suggesting for a minute that she's perhaps not having to work as hard for her parts. Yeah. But yeah. but anyway, we'll get on to that. So quite clearly and quite early on in this, we discover or sense that Olivia Coleman has experienced some deep mental health trauma. No, can I just say before we even get onto the plot, can I just say that the star the star thing for me in the whole film was the was the cinematography. Roger Deakin. The look of it. It looks absolutely stunning. Every shot is stunning, isn't mm. it? 
And then I've got all sorts of criticisms after that, but I want to make sure that people know it is gorgeous well, to look at. It is Roger Deakin, isn't it? The guy who, yeah. the guy who yeah. shot 1917. I mean, he's, he's, he's worked with Spielberg. He's a sensational cinematographer. And, you know, he's, yeah. one of the, he's one of those guys who, you know, or women who can just, you know, chuck a camera on a tripod anywhere and discover yeah. the latent beauty of anything. I mean, if you can make Margate look as sensational as it did, did then yeah. uh, you know that's that's quite an achievement so yeah yeah it looks beautiful the, the soundtrack is is rather sensational too and it's curious that we're coming at this film from the technical prowess perspective yes, because yes. i think that tells us a lot about what we thought of this and as i said in fact it's not revealed too early on you get a sense an evolving sense that she's got some deep mental health issues yeah. Um, yeah. and that mental health those mental health issues stem from the fact that she has a very dysfunctional relationship i'll put it like that with the manager of the cinema um, yeah. She lives in a bedsit and a black member of staff joins the team. And this throws, I mean, it's less the fact that he's black, but she becomes interested in him and he becomes interested in her. And yeah. so it becomes, a, it becomes, it's not about unrequited love, but it's about a sort of troubled love, isn't it? Well, I wouldn't even use the word love, love. I mean, <laughs> what, would you call, what would you call it? Well, they, they became sort of interested in each other, but not, not, not very much. I mean, not, well, I think, not she, I think she fell in. I think she became obsessed with him, no? Um, okay, yeah, no, for, from her perspective, maybe more, yeah. Because yeah. She, she felt that she'd never been seen and she felt that this man, Michael yeah. Ward, saw her. Even, yeah, if, even yeah. if he only saw her as, you know, a bit of fun or a bit of this, that, or the other, a bit of how's your father. Okay, yeah. I, I mean, this is a, an awful thing to say. I didn't believe their mutual attraction. Nor me, not for a second. All. And we're skirting around the issue, but the trouble is, is that I can say, and I'm sure you can, lots pick on lots of things that were wrong, but the whole thing was wrong. It was all <laughs> wrong. It was it was dreadfully written, and and with Olivia Coleman doing her utmost, and I to the point I almost thought where she I wanted somebody to stop her, um, <laughs> that it just didn't. Everything in it, Mark, was was. I mean. From the moment they meet, he takes her up to the cinema, beautiful looking cinema at the top. Oh, the derelict know, old one. Faded cinema and a dead, a pigeon with it, putting a bandage on a pigeon. I mean, come on. Yeah, so they find a, a sort of injured pigeon. I mean, I'm wondering whether the injured pigeon was was a metaphor for both of them. Of course but, it yeah, was. Both of them being injured and how by binding its wing eventually he could release and he's the pigeon because of course she's not freed from her torpor by the end of the film is she no, i didn't care that he was the pigeon but i yeah. just thought it was such a crazy stupid image <laughs> it really was i was thoroughly impatient with the whole thing by the end of the film okay. I thought, he can't write a film basically <laughs> and i thought if he'd have directed olivia coleman better i mean it's not I mean, she's an actress. She's going to give as much as the director lets her, isn't she? She gave too much. I, I, I feel she did. <laughs> Which I, is I a curious... Been, I think she's wonderful. Yeah, no, we love her. I mean, I'm a, look, I mean, it's it's curious, this one, because I, I put up a, on our Instagram, I put up a thing saying, are you going to see see this? And then I put one up for Megan, and I said, are you going to see this? Now, Megan, which is totally unlike this film, is a horror, pastiche horror about a doll AI who goes nuts and dances in a wibbly-wobbly fashion. Um, very few people said they were going to go and see that, and it's doing amazing business in America. Most people said they're going to go and see this, and I think that is the Olivia Colman star power. She speaks oh, okay. very much to a British audience. She's yes. very much a, a British, you know, the, the, she's a British flavour. 
Yeah, and, I, yeah. and I think that people are less coming to this for the story, but they're more coming just to see another turn by Olivia Colman. And that's what I mean. If I'm honest, I felt this whole film felt like not a vanity project so much as... It, it, I tell you what it felt like. It felt like Olivia Colman had a spare 10 days in her diary. Yeah. And yeah. Sam Mendes picked up the phone and said, Hey, Liv, you're not knocking about. Do you fancy going down Margate way for, uh, yeah. for 10 days? And she went, yeah, why not? And then they cobbled together a film. The yeah. script and they and they shot it so michael ward who played the young actor the black man who she falls in love with i thought he was very good he was very good very quiet yes very um you know uh very still well, yeah it's a good job he was quiet because she was doing all the acting wasn't she but um yeah i mean but he he was totally unbelievable mark the, their and relationship I mean, was very unbelievable they yeah. were in relationship to each other. I found him quite believable around his family, though I have to say... You were giving his family in the last 10 minutes of the film, practically. But I felt the way in which Sam Mendes did his treatment of the sort of immigrant family, yes. NH NHS mum, wife, I thought it was extraordinarily clichéd. Absolutely clichéd. As clichéd as the skin it. Yeah. <laughs> well... Basically, this is what was cutting round. I thought every aspect of the film, especially in a way, I mean, calling it what's it called, Empire, Empire of, of Light. Empire of Light. I mean, what a grandiose title for something that just wasn't. I mean, it, you know, as you say, you have Toby Jones's speech, and mm. that is that is the thing that the, that they're talking about, presumably. Yeah. Um, I yeah, mean, for me, one, for me, one of the most. Sorry, say that again. He explains to us what film is, you know, yes. and that's that's. That's the cinema paradiso moment. But also taking us right, you know, the idea that she'd, okay, she'd never been into a film before. And she goes into a film and sits there and she's got tears and everything. What is it? It's some, isn't it something like... Chariots of Fire. Yeah, something ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it, it was nonsense. It was it? incredibly hackneyed and incredibly yeah. cliched. And I can't even find within it, you know, I think he's talked in interviews, Sam Mendes, about his love for cinema, the yeah. death of cinema, the twilight of cinema and all of that. It wasn't, for me, even sufficiently idolatry of no, cinema. No, that's what I'm saying, really. Mm. I mean, Empire of the Sense, Empire of the Light, like, Empire, Empire of, of Light, Light, you know, makes you think of incredible, you know, like... Rah, rah, rah. <laughs> it wasn't. It just wasn't. It, <laughs> it was a paltry little, like... It was, a, it was Empire of Torch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Empire of talk. Okay, well, there are a couple of my, I thought there are a couple of standout moments in it, which I thought I think uh, bear, you know justify a little bit of a mention. Uh, Colin Forth was Colin Firth was absolutely hideous as as this sort of misogynistic yeah, he, manager. Yeah, yeah, he was good. And there was a genuinely shocking scene of intimacy between the two of them, which I found absolutely repellent. And yet, it put me in mind of the the master. I don't know if you remember that scene with Amy Adams yeah. and yeah, yeah. But I didn't believe that either. Well, I sort of believed that I was. That was at the beginning, more wasn't it? And I was willing to suspend mm. my disbelief at that point. And I, and it was so horrible, and it's so mm, sort so of um, humiliating for mm. her. And it was abusive, wasn't it? Oh, utterly! Yeah, the, my God. And the fact that she only showed us a little bit of it. So, in that respect, I was with the film at that point. Well, and also although, interesting to see Colin Firth cast against type, in a sense. Yeah, no, it's nice for a change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. Yes, no. yeah. So there was that scene that I thought was quite dramatic. I, I, I think a shout out has to go out to the supporting staff in the cinema. I thought the sort of punk girl and the guy who was the sort of assistant manager. Who, who sort of, yeah, knew what was going on in a way. I liked him. Yeah, I thought it was very nuanced. 
Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah, so I thought they were great. I thought the moment where Michael Ward dealt with that other great actor who was a sort of clearly a, a racist with his pack of chips and he wanted to go in and Michael Ward's character tried to insist you can't take food in. I thought that was a very... I thought the, I thought the energy and race issue was sizzling in that in a less obvious way to everything else. So I thought, you know, moments like that were quite good. Um, yeah. And I thought the obviously the other big dramatic moment is when they get this. Uh, the cinema is chosen for the biggest regional premiere of Chariots of Fire, and then without giving it all away, an, an entire clusterfuck develops uh, involving yeah. Olivia Coleman. I didn't believe that. No, <laughs> I don't. I mean, I, I mean, I know that it must be difficult. She's she's portraying somebody with um, schizophrenia, what, right? Yeah, or or. What, bipolar? What have you? Bipolar, bipolar. I just love. It. I mean, she's representing. So, what, what have you got? <laughs> yeah, bipolar. Yeah. Very difficult to show in a short film like the swings and mood and stuff like that. But her mood was swinging within a sentence. I felt. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't. I don't mean to just criticise no, her. No, it, it was badly written, and she wasn't directed properly. I didn't think. No. Uh, I think you're, all in all, you're getting a sense, uh, guys, watching this, that I really wanted this to be brilliant and I thought I was going to get something excellent. Yeah, yeah. You didn't have much high expectations because you didn't know really what to expect, but I thought, oh, no, this is going to be cracking, you know, especially off the back of Sam Mendes's other films and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but the... Things to be taken there, though, but, um, I mean, even when she was with that, you know, Colin Firth in the back room, I thought, well, you know, this is the sub-story, I'll go with that. The bit that where it lost me completely and it never came back was the pigeon with the blooming wing. The pigeon I mean, was a bad moment. I it up and I'm thinking, oh, please, no, it's not a pigeon with no wing. <laughs> there was also There was also a bit of a cringe moment when she took him, Michael Ward, up to the rooftop of the, yeah. you know, the sort of very sort of, I don't know, 70s sort of cinema, yeah. 60s cinema. Um, and when they get up there, there's nothing to see. And he says, what have you? And it's kind of like, that almost for me manifests this film because I think everyone was, you know, Roger Deakin made everything look more beautiful than any of the script was kind of, yeah. the script wasn't filling the beautiful shots with anything. No, that 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 was the other big, big, big problem. Yeah. yeah. There was a real disconnect, wasn't there, between the quality yeah. of its look and the, and the yeah. quality of the story. Um, and then finally, just one, without giving it away in case people watch it, there was one final scene towards the end, which was both, I thought, handled directorially very clumsily. And I'm thinking of Michael Ward in the cupboard in the other room, Olivia yeah. Coleman's breakdown, where yeah. I I haven't ever felt this about Olivia Coleman before. I was really embarrassed. Yeah. Not because of what was happening to her within the story, but it was like... It was like they all thought they'd had a really good moment in, in filming this, where they'd said to her, just go for it. But she, she... Do do whatever you think, and she did. <laughs> <laughs> and it, Yeah, no, I agree, it was. it was. I mean, we need to sort of underline again that we all think Olivia Coleman is brilliant. Yeah, we it's do. not her herself. I mean, I, I thought an, an example of Olivia Coleman's acting at its very best was The Lost Daughter. Yeah. And in a way, I yeah. mean, that was like she was called upon to express masses of emotion mm. in that. But of course, within the bounds of the constraints of the film that's going on, that was perfectly, that was absolutely brilliant. But in this, she was... She was all over the place. Yeah, well, know. I think you're right. I don't think she was. I just don't think she had anything to really sink her teeth in other than a very two-dimensional mental health situation. Yeah, um, exactly. I thought, exactly. It, I thought it demonstrated uh, no understanding of the complexity. Not that you want it to get complex, but no. it didn't have any of the light and shade of someone with a mental health crisis. No, 
exactly. So the bit like even when they were building sandcastles and she's building it fine, the next minute she's treading it into the ground. And I'm thinking, this is ludicrous. You Sam, give us something to sort of, you know, so we know what's going on. No wonder Michael Michael Ward is his yeah. name. It looked confused throughout the whole film. I think maybe by the end he was confused. I think he must have been yeah, nice. Was... He was a nice actor though. Yeah, I I, yeah, there was there was something really I don't know. You know when you they say that thing of you feel like you're in capable hands, albeit that yeah. he he wasn't. De I don't think he was treated or dealt with perfectly. But I do. I did. I did feel a sense of oh, this is someone to keep an eye on. Yeah, yeah, I did too. Okay, then give us your score, Mum. Thirty. <laughs> Thirty. <laughs> um, I. You see, I went into this would be another one of those films that if we were doing the top ten and the disappointed, this was a huge disappointment. I mean, yeah. really big. I mean, me and a friend were really excited about watching this and seeing this and luxuriating in the loveliness of cinema and all that kind of stuff. It was an absolute cliché damp squib, guys, really. And, you know, I mean, I think, I think if you don't go in with high expectations, you might get something from it. If you like nostalgia, seaside nostalgia, you'll get that from it. But I do think it was also not even sufficiently dramatic or not not that it should be funny, but there were no dramatic peaks within it either. There weren't. There weren't at all. Yeah. It, 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 it was the strangest sort of idea of, um, yeah, it just wandered about yeah, itself, yeah. didn't it? In fact, I think Toby Jones was one of the best things. I, I was intrigued yeah. to know more about Toby Jones's family. Yeah, I, won't, I was begging. I mean, I don't <laughs> usually with Toby Jones. No, neither do I. <laughs> I had for him to come back with his reel and tell us some more. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but, okay, well, yeah. you, you gave it 30. I'd probably give it... I think I'd give it exactly the same. I think you're right. You've pitched it right. 30. I'd say 30. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I thought about it earlier. I thought, what will I say, say to Mark? And then I thought, yeah, 30 is just right. <laughs> just right. Just right. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Well, there you go, guys. If you see it, tell us what you think. Um, yeah. As I say, that was a big disappointment for me. But maybe you'll like it.